Hello again and welcome to Game On. This is Robert Ashwalter, your host, and once again, we're going to be talking about how to help you play a happier, healthier game of life. Last night, I had a great time with some great chiropractors talking about this idea of the game of life and, and how we can play it better. And we were talking about comparing our bodies to a computer. And I still don't have that analogy quite refined, but we had a lot of fun with them helping me refine it. Kind of a Socratic method is I'd ask them questions and they'd reply and they'd ask me questions. And we just had a, a really fun time having this back and forth. But before we get into anything more, I want to go through, for those of you who are new, what this is really all about. So it kind of started for me with an experience of being in a consciousness of like being in a cloud where there's nothing going on. So there's just like a grayness. There's, there's nothing to watch, nothing to, to hear, nothing to do. Just There's just nothing. And it's a very peaceful spot. Kind of kind of fun just because it's it's nice to be in such a peaceful spot. But after staying there for a while in this meditation, I found that I was bored. I was ready to get up and do something. And after that, I wrote an article. In the beginning, I was bored. And made me wonder is, that's how everything got started. Was the universe started by a consciousness that had nothing to do and nothing to be aware of? Was it created, was the universe actually created to be a playground for us to play a game of life? And was our life really created so that this, I'll call it a universal intelligence that created the universe, because this universal intelligence have created our life so we could play this game? And are each of us then part of this universal intelligence? Well, let's call it my, my portion of it an innate intelligence. That's just a, a term we could use. But I have my own intelligence that is part of this universal that's that's playing the game. That's that's me, that's Robert Affalter, that's um, that when it's gone, Robert Affalter ceases to exist and this body will decompose and go back into um, just the universal um, experience, I mean, the, the universal, uh, what should I say, physics and energy and matter. Let's put it that way, energy and matter. So it'll be controlled just like the rest of the universe, energy and matter. But right now it's being controlled by this intelligence that's really me using my brain and nervous system as the primary means of controlling and coordinating all the functions of my body. Now, if that's true, then how can I play a better game of life? And I'm comparing the body now to a computer because I've got a little bit of a background in computers. I was a systems engineer for IBM for a few years. And if we compare the brain to a computer, then let's a lot of people say, well, you know, it's kind of like a biocomputer. Well, what if it really is like a biocomputer? And what if it can be programmed um, independently of me actively doing it. Let me give you an example. Um, my grandson came out. He, he woke up. He was just learning to talk. And he came out and he's sitting on my lap. And I've been drinking coffee and he says hot coffee. And I said, no, it's not hot anymore. It's just coffee. And he repeats coffee. Now, using my analogy, that just became a program in his brain. Whatever that liquid is in that cup is coffee. 
Now, imagine that I had said it was chocolate. And imagine there was some conspiracy so that everybody in the family told him that coffee was really chocolate. So he'd grow up thinking, oh, that's chocolate. He'd have a misprogram in his brain, right? Now, imagine that he goes to a restaurant and he orders coffee and he gets coffee or he gets he orders chocolate let's stick with the analogy he orders chocolate thinking he's going to get coffee but he gets hot chocolate wouldn't he be upset you brought me the wrong thing now the point of all this is that we've got people who are have been programmed with different things and i'm one of them i mean it's not it's not a limitation it's all of us have had this happen and we've had things happen to us that become programs in our minds and we've accepted them as truth, especially things that happen to us when we're little. Because when we're little, we don't have any filters. We can't, we can't really think about things. We just accept things are true. Okay, what is this? You know, and our parents, we do this with our, our grandkids, right? We do it with our children. What is this called? This is a dog. What, what is that called? You know, and we, we, we're training them, but we're really programming their brains. That's how we learn and develop, and that's how we become adults. The problem comes up if we've got programs that aren't correct. And then we think they're correct, and we can get upset because somebody else doesn't have the same program. Now, let me give you an example. My wife came out, and it was dark in the morning. It's in the winter. And I've been up for a bit. She comes out and she opens the blinds and I'm upset. Now, why would I be upset? Well, because she opened the blinds and I didn't think they should be open when we had the lights on. It was dark outside. And I said something and she didn't pay any attention to it. And so she's not upset. I'm the one that's upset. <laughs> anyway, at that time in my life, I was taking a bus into the office. So I got ready and I walked to the bus stop and got on the bus and I went and sat down and I realized I'm still upset about this. What is this about? Now, part of playing this whole game is you can either allow your brain programs to just run and you believe you're in control, but you're not really. And I've been doing this for quite a while. And that program was running and I was not in control. So I'm looking at this, why am I upset? And what came to me was, I remembered when I was probably maybe five or six years old, my mother teaching me that when the sun goes down, it gets dark, you turn on the lights and you close the blinds so people can't see in. That was my program. Now, my wife didn't, for some reason, have that program, right? So I looked at that program and thought, that's a wrong program. What do I care? I don't care. So now I started getting up and I opened the blinds for my wife and I'm no longer upset. Now I told this story last night and I, I was laughing about it. And I said, now what if I hadn't known to look and evaluate that program? What if I just let that thing continue to run? How long would I continue to be upset? And I said last night, I was laughing about it, but I said, you know, we might have got a divorce over something stupid like that. I mean, how many people actually get divorces over things that most of us would think are just silly? I, I think probably quite a few. How many of our political disagreements aren't because we have some major disagreement? It's because of the little things. 
one of my mentors, uh, Dr. Crowder, when I when I was an intern, he said, you know, you'd think it would be the major philosophical differences that would drive partners apart. How to see patients, you know, we we disagree about these major things. He said, yeah, you know what drives people apart? He gets my parking space every day. He never takes out the trash. He doesn't do his paperwork. You know what I mean? It's these little things that just build up and we get we we wind up splitting apart. But one of the things I'm trying to do is when we decide that we can control our brains and we begin to look at our programming, we can become happier because we can look at some of these things that, that really aren't true and stop them. We can reprogram ourselves and we can say, okay, I don't want to think like that anymore. I'm going to change it just like I did with this opening the blinds thing. Once I really saw what was happening and that wasn't what I wanted, I just stopped it and changed it. And I'd like you to think about the things that are going through your mind that you'd rather not be thinking about. And then can you just stop and start thinking about something else? And I was talking about this last night. It was so funny. When I first got this idea, I first got it from Vernon Albert. And by the way, it's part of the Mental Mastery course series. It's actually the basis of this. What I'm going to tell you right now is the basis of the program. And if you want to just take the full program, it's free. Just put in your put in your email, go to https colon slash slash www.faltericademy.com. And you just fill it in with your e name, ad name, not even your address, I think, just your name and email. And you can get started, create your account and take the course. But anyway, when I was starting this, I learned, okay, if I just focus on, I think we were using a yellow uh, pair. I think I got this in Vernon Howard's book, but I think I was focused on a yellow pair. And he said, just, just focus on it. And when you find yourself getting away from it, bring your mind back to the yellow pair. And I was surprised that I find my mind getting away and then I could catch it and bring it back. And the surprising thing was while you're watching your mind go, at least for me, watching my mind go away, I still thought I was in control. And it was when I recognized that, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be thinking about the pair. Then I bring it back and then I was in control. And after a little bit, there it'd go again. I bring it back and then I was in control. So I was out mowing the grass one day and I take a few steps. And again, I was had some silly upset with my wife. And I was, I'm mowing the grass. I take a few steps and I, I okay, I'm going to think about the yellow pair. And then I take a few steps and I was thinking about being upset. I don't even know why, you know, something stupid. So I take a few steps. I'm upset again. Okay, back. Take a few steps. And I'd gone maybe 50 feet and continuing this process over and over and over again. Finally, I just started laughing. I was no longer upset because it was so silly. It was so crazy how difficult it was to get control of me. And we're all upset about trying to get control of somebody else. And what we really got to do is can get, get control of this fellow right here. Can I just get control of this fellow right here? And if I can make this guy happy, maybe everybody else would be happier too. So a big portion of this is practicing. You see, you want to practice when you're not upset. You want to practice being able to control your brain. 
And every time you do it, I call it doing a mental push-up. Every time you find your mind's wandered off and you bring it back, you just did a mental push-up. Boom, boom, boom. What if you just continue doing that every day? If you just did it for five minutes, you'd be amazed how much difference it'd make in your life. And if you wait until you're upset and then you try to do it, it's still a good thing. But you're not going to be nearly as good as if you'd already done the exercise. And it's really no different than doing a push-up, right? Exercising your muscles. If I show you how to do a push-up and you don't do them, it's not going to make a whole lot of difference in your life. But if I show you and you practice, and then when you really need that extra strength, you got it. You're ready to go. So I encourage you to do these mental exercises. Take the mental mastery. There's more to this than just that. That's the, that's the main thing. But there's other things in there that are just going to help you lead a happier, healthier life. I'd really like to see you get after it. All right, let me give you one more thing here. We're going to cut it a little bit short today, I think. But um, if you'd like to see the video, I'm doing this as a video, and you may be just listening to the audio. I keep forgetting to say this in the very beginning, but if you go to Anchor and then you click on uh, Watch on Spotify or Listen on Spotify, if you click that and log in, you'll actually get to watch me on video. And not that I'm that great looking or anything, but I am, I am wearing a jacket and tie and kind of dress up for this. So, so I'm, I'm uh, feeling more like me, bringing you my A game. And uh, I hope you're appreciating it. So main thing I want to get across is living a happier, healthier life. It starts with recognizing that we can program our brains and that oftentimes, the program has been already done by somebody else. And we've accepted certain things as truths, and they might not be true. And if we can look at them and decide, well, they're not true, we can change them to something truth that brings us more happiness and, and health. Let me give you one more example that, uh, that we talked about last night. Another one that shows that you can program yourself and then you can fail to control it. And we talked about Many of us have had this experience. I don't know about you, but when I drive home from the office and maybe I want to stop and get something at the grocery store on the way. Have you ever had the experience you want to stop at the grocery store on the way home? You wind up and you're driving in the driveway and you go, oh, I forgot to stop at the grocery store. A way to explain that is you got in your car, you started the car and you started the program to just go home. And you've got your mind doing all kinds of other things, right? But the program that's running in the background of your mind is go home. And it worked perfectly. It got you home. But you forgot to add that little step in there that, hey, I wanted to stop at the store on the way. <laughs> and some, some people didn't like this computer analogy. And I'm still working on it. I haven't quite refined it yet. But I think it's something that can really be helpful because even if it's not perfect, even if it's not super accurate, if you can if you can think of your brain as being a biocomputer and realize that you have the ability to control it, you can change your life. And if you don't realize you have that ability, you are subject to all the things that are happening around you. Let me give you let me give you that idea a little better. Let's say that you didn't have that ability. It's just your brain. Your brain's all there is. 
and your thoughts are a product of your brain. So your brain's all that really exists. There's no such thing as this intelligence. You're not an intelligence. You're just you're just a brain. Then, according to Newton's first law of motion, which says an object at rest remains at rest, or an object in motion remains in motion in a straight line unless acted upon by an outside force. What that really tells us is nothing moves unless something pushes it, unless there's some kind of force. So in order for you to change your behavior, something has to change in your brain. What causes that change? If it's you, if somehow you are something, some kind of intelligence, some kind of a consciousness, something, something that can cause a change in your brain, then you're in control. If you're just a brain, then what controls it is forces from the environment and your environment's in control. Now, if you think about that, once you can get in control, I think we should have some compassion for those who are not in control. Because what's really happening is they're allowing their environment to control them instead of taking control of their lives. And if you can spread the word and help them see what we're talking about, if you can make this make sense to you, take, take the course and really begin to get control of your life, I think you'll find it. You'll, you'll really enjoy it. You'll start having more fun. And you're going to want everybody else to get on board so that they can have more fun with you. All right, I'm going to sign off right there. Robert Affalter, helping you lead a happier, healthier game of life. And please spread the word. Get in there and do the work and, and spread the word. Thanks for watching and listening.